Hello and welcome to Is It Dad Rock Yet? I'm Martin and with me as ever is Steve. Hello. Each episode we talk about the albums we grew up listening to, starting with the year 2000 with some special episodes thrown in for good measure. And this week's episode is all about Mill and Collins' Penny Bridge Pioneers album. And today we are recording in a new location, so if you can hear traffic behind us, sorry, there's nothing we can do about it, um, but we thought we'd just give it a different place a try. Also... Martin, last week we spoke about Foo Fighters being replaced by Nine Inch Nails um, for their festival headline slots. Yep. And we came to a disagreement. You said Red Hot Chili Peppers are the best band to replace Foo Fighters. I disagreed, and I was quite adamant about them not being the right, the right you know, band to, to replace them. But I had to think about it last week, and I was wrong. Red Hot Chili Peppers are... A great replacement for Foo Fighters. Vindication! Um, I think the reason why I didn't want to say the word is because I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They've always been a band, but I couldn't stand, but everyone else seemed to love. So when we were younger and we hung out at the skate parks, there was a lot of people that loved Red Hot Chili Peppers and I just hated them and I couldn't, I couldn't understand why people liked them. But it got me to thinking, are there any bands out there that people absolutely love and you hate? Yes, there are, Steve. Funny you should mention that. Um, the, I've, I've wrote down four bands <laughs> that, that I can think of. That's a lot of bands. There is a lot of bands. Um, but also, just to mention as well, we knew at least, I think, f- three people, three of our friends had Red Chili Peppers tattoos when we were growing up. So that just shows you how uh, loved they were, I suppose, um, is one for a better word. I think they are still loved as well, because I saw, I know they released an album recently, and a, a, a school friend we went to posted on Instagram an image of the vinyl, but he bought the vinyl. Yeah, yeah, fair dues. Um, so the bands I don't like, um, so the first one's real, quite an obscure band, I think, but In Me, I just don't like him. I don't like his voice or the, anything like them. The people love In Me, though. They have, like, hardcore In Me fans. You love In Me. I like that one song or a few songs from that first album. Okay, well, moving on. Deftones. Yeah, obviously, from last week's episode, you made that quite clear. Yeah. <laughs> Chili Peppers. Yep. And Tool, obviously. obviously. Um, so they're the main bands. But yeah, In Me just kind of... I thought I'll put that in there because it's just an obscure band. And I do feel like when we were growing up, there was quite a lot of people that did really, really like them. Yeah. Um, I mean, one person was adamant that they stole their career. So, I mean, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I just thought I'd throw them in for a, for a giggle. But um, yeah, Deftones, Tool and Chili's. I can understand. I can appreciate the good. And I, I suppose like Chili's, I can appreciate the music is good. It's just not for me. And having like watched the live shows and stuff where they're sort of jam and freestyle for like 20 minutes or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's just boring. Um, the music's just a bit boring. And Deftones, we've been through it. But yeah, they're, they're the sort of bands that I would say are the biggest bands that I just don't like. Okay, so out of the four that you mentioned, Tool, professional musicians don't have another job. Deftones, professional musicians don't have another job. Red Hot Chili Peppers, professional mu- musicians don't have another job. All hardcore fan base in me... All of them. I just fucking hate him. In me, all right. I just hate him. And I bet, I bet he's a fucking plaster or something, and he go shite. Uh, he works in a in a hospital. Is uh, a is either a janitor or a porter. Are you like making that. this up? No, no. I listened to an interview with him. Uh, it was on the Life in the Stocks podcast. It was um, as far as be quite cool. Dave McPherson from In Me. I wonder what they're getting up to nowadays. And yeah, he just does. He's still touring and still playing stuff. They've got like six albums. But yeah, they've, they've like, all got full-time jobs. It's like, you know, when you see, uh, is it in FA Cup where they have like the Premier League teams against the lower league ones? And it's like, 
there's like a part-time milkman that scores a <laughs> scores a goal against a Arsenal or something. It's kind of like that in it. They're the they still have jobs because they can't. Yeah, because they're like semi-professional. They, can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. they get a bit of money. It's like a side hustle for them, really, isn't it? Okay. Well, you can tell Dave McPherson. I don't like his band. I never did. I don't know him. I just listen to a podcast with him. Well, I know, but yeah. if you ever see him, if I see him, I'll say my friend Martin says that you've got a really hardcore fan base and that he doesn't like you. Yeah, and you can say, but I do, obviously. I said, but I really loved Underdose. It was amazing. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to doing uh, an episode on that album, just so you know. Can't wait. So the band I really don't like and everyone seems to love is Pantera. Do mm. you like Pantera? Um, no. I, I, I don't, I've never really bothered with them, other than the sort of the songs that you Walk. see. Yeah, yeah. They, they sort of see on TV or listen to or whatever in general. Um, do they have a song called like Broken or something? I'm not sure. But yeah, they're just a band that I just never get along with. Every time I listen to an interview or watch a YouTube video about like, uh, you know, top five bands or top five metal bands or who is it that your, your influence is, Pantera always comes up. And I just think, why? I just don't get it. I just do not understand the draw of Pantera. I even watched a video which was called What Made Pantera So Big? And I was watching it. I was like, I just don't, I just don't get it. Are they the ones where he did the Nazi salute on stage? Yeah, so here's like another thing. Uh, it's their, Phil, uh, their, uh, their beliefs are questionable, aren't like, they? It's, it's not Pantera as a band, it's Phil. Uh, is it Anselmo, is his surname? He's oh, like yeah. got a track record of saying racist things um, and doing racist things. And the last time um, I think it was brought up was 2016, the Dimebag Festival or whatever it is, tribute show. Um and he was shouting white power and doing a Nazi salute, so... But wasn't that the... Didn't he say that it was an inside joke and they'd been drinking, like, wine or something backstage? Was there, there was something like that. He came up with, like, a weird excuse. Yeah. And he said, like, oh, it was just a bit of a joke. We were drinking white wine backstage uh, and we was all saying, you know, white wine, white power, all that shit. And Rob Flynn, who was there and was playing, was like, I was there. We were not drinking white, white wine backstage. We were drinking Grolshaw. Something like that. Yeah. And he came out in public and said, no. Grosh or something like that. It's a very, <laughs> very specific beer. But yeah, go on. He's like, you're a fucking racist. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's quite fair play on the Machine Head guy because, you know, it's sticking up for, you know, ultimately if it was wrong, which it is, and his mate was bullshitting kind of thing and calling him out is, uh, is right, isn't it? So, it is, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like Pantera is a band that particularly great musically, but also their, their lead singer is uh, questionable at best. Um has just been a bit of, like complete douche. Yeah, a complete prick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my, uh, I wrote a note that to me they just sound like a meathead version of Guns N' Roses, and that is why I don't like them. I just think they're boring. Yeah, and I suppose when you mention them, I could also just put in ACDC, Guns N' Roses, <laughs> Metallica, like all them bands. I'm like, nah. I just, you know. See, I didn't choose Metallica. Metallica is one of those bands that I don't really like. But I know a lot of Metallica songs. Like, I play a lot of Metallica on guitar. I know words to Metallica songs. With Pantera, it's like... You've never even bothered I've never even yet. bothered with them. And I think one of the reasons is the few Pantera fans that I've met, they're the kind of people that say... And I'm not saying all Pantera fans are like this. I'm saying a few that I've met, and a small number, are the kind of people that go, well, that's not real metal. Mm. And it's like... Right. What was it, like, gatekeepers? Yeah. Like, yeah. So you said you had something to bring up, Martin, about last episode. Yeah, it was just one of the comments from one of our friends, Emma, um, from the Deftones episode on Instagram. And she just mentioned about what she remembers from, um, from that sort of time. And it was uh, pretty much similar to us. Uh, being back, uh, back to school reminds her of being a teen, hanging out at our friend's house, watching music videos on Kerrang! Um, and that she's still got her white pony hoodie and T-shirt from when she was about 16 or 17. I bet and she then... could sell those. Like, 
shitloads of money. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, so she's put, I haven't grown since then. Um, since then, so she'll probably be able to still fit into it. Um, so my question was, Steve, what hoodies and t-shirts did you remember having? And would you still fit into them now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely wouldn't fit into any of the t-shirts. Uh, because at one point, I did start wearing extra small, like an absolute tool. Um, extra small? Extra small, yeah. I had an under off extra small t-shirt. Um, and then eventually I got fat and now I wear large. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, I had a Limp Biscuit hoodie. Mm. Uh, I had a Machine Head hoodie, which I swapped for an AFI hoodie. Um, Imagine doing that now, like at school. That's completely normal. I remember I went to school and swapped trainers with someone and came home in someone's different trainers. And my mum shouted at me because I was in like year five. <laughs> and she's like, these aren't your trainers. <laughs> but it was at the time, it was completely normal. Yeah, I guess that's what kids don't understand, is it? Yeah, and like, well, to be fair, you swapped your hoodie. I mean, obviously, it's your hoodie, your money, or whatever. But it's like, I don't. I feel like I wouldn't swap clothes with you now. No, definitely. Really, not. No. I'd just buy my own. Yeah. My own. Like, oh, that's a cool T-shirt. I'll I'll buy one. I'll swap you. Yeah. I brought. I bought a really yellow sharp tooth T-shirt. Mm, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. With my money as well, bought me one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can say I only wear that when I'm painting and stuff because mm. it's bright yellow. Yeah. Um and. Finch t-shirts, Fume for a Friend hoodie. I had quite a lot like of uh, band merch. Not necessarily official, but I had a lot of band merch. Yeah, yeah. What? I had like 100 Reasons t-shirt. I always remember wearing that. And uh, Marilyn Manson hoodie that I left on a train in Munich. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, it was an Antichrist Superstar one as well. It was yeah, really I remember nice. that one. It was a nice hoodie. Yeah. Good quality as well. Yeah. What a nightmare. Well, I know. Tell me about it. Yeah, that Machine Head hoodie I had, that swapped for the AFI Is that the one, one that says on the back of it? Like, Machine fucking head or something no no it was just it was a super it was a supercharger one um i think it might have been playing on the back but it was really good quality like really good quality and then the afi one that i got was really not good quality it's like really thin the one thing we got from a hoodie is a very thin hoodie um but yeah i just thought it was quite funny because it's like um yeah our friend emma she probably could fit in her clothes that she wore back then yeah i maybe if i sewed two t-shirts together I might fit into it, but other than that, probably not. And there's no way I'm getting into them pants. What, those big burners you were wearing? Yeah. Oh, but the waist size. I mean, the legs are fine. Yeah, it's the yeah. waist. The waist size are like 28. Yeah. 28. Fucking hell. <laughs> right. Let's start, because I'm starting to feel bad about being fat now. Episode 12, Mill and Colin, Pennybridge Pioneers. So, mine, I'll ask the questions this time, because... I was listening to the album and I thought, I think Martin will like this band more than I like this band. And that's why I thought it would be best if you answered the questions. So I'm going to ask. Okay, no, that sounds like a plan. I definitely had the album when I was younger. Um, I definitely listened to it a lot. One thing I was going to mention, we had never bothered with an album pr- uh, before that or after Pennebridge Pioneers. Literally just had that album and then never ever bothered with them after that album or before it if that makes sense yeah not having spotify obviously nowadays i'm probably more inclined to look at the back catalog yeah 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 back in day never even never even bothered with them afterwards well this isn't a question uh but before this album they had three scar albums didn't they Mm. and then this is the one where it goes to like more of an alt rock punk version of the band which for me i think i've i think i've actually listened to the scar stuff and i'm like not for me I mean, this was the mainstream, this was the break into mainstream, yeah, yeah, more yeah. accessible, and Tony Hawks and blah, 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 that sort of stuff, so. Right, let's start with questions then. First okay. question, name the band members. Okay, well, can you even ask me this? So we definitely got, um, I think it's like Nicola or Nick, Nico or Nikolai. I've got Nicola. Yeah. Um, 
the singer. Yep. I can't remember his surname. So the singer and bassist. I'm going to say Sasevic. I think that's how you pronounce it. But yeah, yep. vocals and bass. Um, Frederick Larson. Yep. Is what? on drums. Yep. But Frederick Larson's also the, the singer, the guitarist's name in Rancid, isn't it? No. It's uh, it's not Larson. It's not Frederick Larson. Oh, I'm thinking of Lars. Lars Frederick. Lars, Lars Fredrickson. Frederick. So it's the opposite way around. <laughs> oh, there we go. Anyway. Um, yeah, so him. And then we've got Eric. I can't remember his surname. I'm guessing he must be guitar. And then you've got Matthias, I think. Matthias? Yeah, well done. So Guitarist as well. I don't know which guitars they are, but they are guitarists. As in lead or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was really confused then, like, the left guitar <laughs> and the right guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah the you've red got... one, he plays the red guitar. <laughs> so you've got Nicola, I think it's Sasevic, is on vocals and bass. Eric Olsen on guitar. Uh, Matthias, or Matthias, or Mathias, farm, guitar. And Frederick Larson, who is not the guitarist from Rancid, on drums. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, like, oh, it's Lance Fredrickson. He's like, oh. <laughs> Anyway, never mind. Okay, here's uh, the second question for you. Who produced the album? Um, I can't remember his name, but it's the from Bad Religion. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you it. Someone, oh God. Uh, Greg, is it Greg? No. No, it's um, Brett. Brett. Yeah, okay. Brett Gerowitz. But from, it's Ep- uh, Epitaph, isn't it? Yeah, Epitaph, yeah. And um, I was listening to it, uh, and I, I didn't really think anything of it, and then I saw that, and, I, and then I listened to it again, like, oh, this is produced by Brett. And then I, like, I listened to the vocals and I'm like, oh, you can really tell that mm. this is produced by Brett when you, when you know, because like, the vocals and the backing vocals are very bad religion-esque. Third question, what is Pennybridge? So, Pennybridge is what their hometown is roughly translated to in England. English, even. England. <laughs> Do you speak England? <laughs> uh, yeah, in English. So, Pennybridge is, and uh, I'm not even going to attempt to butcher the name of the town. You can have a go. Is it Arebro or Arbro? <laughs> Are you asking me or telling me? <laughs> Arbro? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Arbro. But yeah, so Pennybridge is that translated into English, roughly. Okay, next question. What does the name Millencolin mean or where does it come from? Mm, pass. I don't know. So I, I looked online to try and get some real solid answer on this, and I couldn't, but... I, some... I always just think of it being melancholy, you know, that kind of depressed or whatever it is. Like, that's kind of where I think, but... Well, you're really close, because it, it is from melancholy, but right. it's not the emotion, it's the skateboard trick. So they're named after a skateboard trick, but I tried to do a translation into... I'm not sure where they're from, is it? Sweden. Sweden? I was going to say, I was just... Scandinavia, all four of them countries. Um... But yeah, it comes from a skateboard trick. But when you search Mill and Colin translation, nothing comes up on Google. Next question. You ready for it? I'm ready. Name the singles from the album. No Cigar and Fox. Um, Penguins and Polar Bears. Yeah, well done. You were so sure on that one. <laughs> no, no. And then I looked at you and you're like, shit, there's one more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, how many monthly listeners do you think they have on Spotify? So I purposely didn't look at this. Um... And if I did, I have no idea. So, whoa. I'm going to go 100 and... No. I'm going to go eight, 89,000. 89,000. 100, 150,000. I think you'll be really shocked at this. What? I've rounded it up, but 800,000. 800,000? 800,000 listeners. Jeez. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that it's that much. Yeah, I think it's awesome. But I'm surprised because that's the same as Alkaline Trio. Yeah? Yeah. 
And I honestly didn't think that Millen Collin would be close to the number of fans that Alkaline Trio have got. Although saying that, Alkaline Trio have got less listeners than I expected. Yeah, I suppose it's like just because we listen to Alkaline Trio still. If we, you know, because Millen Collin began and ended with Pennybridge Pioneers for us, whereas Alkaline Trio was more Good Morning and then we continued. If yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. You know what I mean? And from here to infirmary and all them sort of albums and then we continued it. But, and again, you know, I've got people with Alkaline Trio tattoos as well, so... Yeah. Right, shall we move on to lyrics? Yes. Okay, Martin, first lyric from the song No Cigar. Mm. Are you ready for it? I am ready. Do you think you're going to do quite well on lyrics? Or? <laughs> as long as you ask me the popular songs. I have gone with the popular songs. Okay. I've actually gone with the singles. So. Okay. I'm and all right. also, to caveat that, I've gone with, with the words that I know. So I don't know all the words to right. every song, but I know a few phrases. Um, and I thought I'd potentially get these, so hopefully Martin will as well. So first song, or first... And uh, you at home as well, whoever's listening. <laughs> so, what was I saying? Question. Oh yeah, that was it, lyrics. No cigar. You got a sticker in your face. Information about the case. So, that, so they know your potential? Close, so you know your potential. So you know your potential. I'll give you that one. Thanks. Uh, the next one is from Fox. Mm-hmm. She's my world. She's so rad. She's the best ride I ever had. Yep, Awesome. I read a, a thing online, I, I never really thought about what that song was about, but I, when I listened to it recently, I was like, oh man, this is quite misogynistic. It's about and a scooter, isn't it? It's about a scooter. In the video, it's him pushing a scooter around. Oh, is it? Well, she's 100 kilos dressed in silver chrome. Well, no, but if you listen to the first verse okay. and then the first chorus. Yeah, and then it says something like, to prevent a, something like a theft, I've got a wrapped around there, locked around a tree. <laughs> like, which I, mean, I think I'm guessing that is the entire purpose of the song, isn't it? It's quite a play on. Yeah, it's a joke, isn't it? Yeah. Like this is really misogynistic. It's about a woman to be in it. Actually, no, it's not. It's about a scooter, and it's it's not about sex. It's about actually going out for a ride. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one: penguins and polar bears. You're on the top when I am low. As soon as you're fading, I will grow. Get back on top and be carefree. Mm, no. Do it again. Uh, you're on the top when I am low. As soon as you're fading, I will grow. I was say like you were lacking energy or something, but I think I'm, I'm a couple of lines ahead, I think. Yeah, you're in the right area. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on then. It's, I don't like you and you Do don't it. like me. We're lacking energy. energy. Yeah, we're lacking energy. Yeah. Okay, that's the lyrics over. Are you happy? Mm, I would have liked to get a clean sweep, but never mind. So moving on to a few things that I've sort of, when I was re- researching the album, when I say researching, I mean in reading the Wikipedia page to it and Googling, but researching nonetheless. Um, well, that is research. Well, it's kind of just very high level of uh, skim reading. Yeah, well, you're not going to go to the library, are you? Find anything about <laughs> Miller Collin. <laughs> Give me all your books on Miller Collin from the era circa 2000. <laughs> Good point. Okay. So I've cross-referenced it um, and, you know, checked my notes. Great peer-reviewed. Yeah, peer-reviewed. Um, so one thing that I think is really cool is it's the same lineup ever, forever. They've had the same lineup. Yeah, I really like that with bands where they've gone from, day, well, not day one, album one, uh, not day one, but like album one, you've got the same four or five members or nine members yeah. up until like present day. Unless they died or something. Yeah, and I think... um, So that's really cool. The only other band that I know that did that, off the top of my head, is Ramstein. So they're all the same uh, people. 
So they've gone on a hiatus and gone and done their old solo stuff, but they've never ever stopped being Ramstein. And then obviously they got the thing they're back together. Right? They released a new album or something soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, they released a new album not that long ago, didn't oh, okay. they? Um, but yeah, so that's like. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and then it kind of got me thinking, like, oh well, you know, we were in a band, obviously. Would we ever split up? What would cause us to ever split up? And I don't think it's a lot of the time it's not people fall out as such. It's just your creative differences. Like, if you want to keep doing the same thing over and over again, and I go want to go off, you know, like Deftones, we were talking last time. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I could understand that being, look, well, that's cool. I'm still your mate, but I do not want to do this anymore. I want to go make an album doing this kind of sound or style. And I can understand why bands split off to do that. But... Yeah, and I think the other side of it, like, I think touring is really hard. Mm. So a lot of people, I, I don't think I personally could do a world tour. Like, I think I'd hate it. Um, like, I think I like being on stage and playing guitar and, you know, um, seeing new places but to be away from home and to be away from my family for that long i just don't think i could do it and i think as people get older that the family sort of side of things takes over the music side of things and when you're young you're like in your late teens your early 20s mid 20s even like late 20s to early 30s you might be like oh yeah i love being out on the road i love seeing the world i meet all these new people and then you get to like your mid 30s late 30s 40s and it's like you know what i'm i'm done with this i can't do it anymore and I think yeah. that's one reason why some people leave bands because they want yeah, to go definitely. ahead and start a label maybe or uh, just do something else related where they don't have to move about. Yeah, I saw a funny one where saying like when you're touring when you're older, it's just uh, touring isn't as glamorous as people think. It's just taking a shit in a different rest stop every day, like every morning having a shite in a petrol station and um, just being in like pretty much like a metal box with loads of old farting men. And it's like, <laughs> that does sound awful. You're right. Yeah. So... But yeah, I thought that was quite cool. Um, 30th anniversary gigs coming up as well. Um, guess, do you know who's supporting them? Um, no, not a clue. American band? All American Rejects. No. I don't know why I said American band like you'd, you'd get it from that. <laughs> um, Some 41. Oh, really? Yeah. They're supporting Mill and Collins. So they're supporting Mill and Collins because it's Mill and Collins' 30th anniversary. So it'd be a bit weird if they went on first. Yeah. So yeah. they're headlining. Um, whether they would headline on a normal festival? Probably not. Well, Some 41 are headlining Slam Dunk this year, so... True. And Millicott aren't even playing. They're not even invited. No. Um, but yeah, so they're... Um, I think there's a couple of, of like Swedish bands or something that I can't even begin to pronounce the name. So, uh, but yeah, I thought Refused. it was quite cool. Oh, that's it, yeah. That'd be fucking cool, uh, wouldn't it? Oh, I kept calling them Refused. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the only Swedish band I know, sorry. <laughs> um, you put it in there at any moment, any opportunity. <laughs> Anytime I can, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite cool, because obviously some 41 have asked them, and some 41 have been like, yeah, cool. Because, you know, they're probably... I don't know, I mean, probably around the same time. I would assume that the guys from Sum 41 and the guys from Mill and Colin know each other. Yeah. And are friends. Mm. They know each other and hate each other. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Sum 41 just want to play and show them up. It's also um, the drummer's birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Frederick. Oh, sorry, Lars Fredrickson. Sorry, I made a mistake. (laughs) All right, God. So yeah, we're recording on the 24th and uh, it's his birthday is the 25th of April according to Wikipedia. So there you go. Oh, well, we're going to be saying happy birthday to him afterwards. So happy belated, belated birthday, Frederick, because I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Say hi to Nicola for me. And that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> okay, have you got any memories? Any memories of listening to Pennybridge Pioneers when you were younger? Um, Just... Basic stuff, the usual stuff. I remember watching Fox on TV, you know, the, the Kerrang video, and being like, oh, it's about a, mo- a moped. Um, and Tony Ox, um, No Cigar was on Tony Ox 2, I think. Um, and it was pretty much like 
one of the best songs on that that soundtrack. So um, yeah, it reminds me of in my bedroom playing uh, Tony Hawk's. Yeah, my memories are the same. Um, just no cigar, being on Tony Hawk's. And it just reminds me of playing that game, but also just being young. Like, it's one of them songs, and this album takes me back to my youth. And what I find weird about this album is when I listened to it, I knew a lot of the songs, I knew a lot of the words, but I couldn't, I didn't know why. Mm. And I did put this album and a couple of other Millen Collin um, albums on a playlist, like, years ago, and I listened to it back and forth from work, like, I don't know, for a week. So I can't imagine I ingrained the lyrics from then. But, yeah, for some reason, I knew a lot of the songs. I don't know why. Fair enough. So, um, any any best parts you want to you want to talk about? Um, so I was I was gonna say this. So not real. It's a weird album. I don't think there's any particularly amazing riffs or bits. Yeah. Um, but the really good songs and like I suppose like iconic is the drum drum roll um, and guitars for the beginning of No Cigar. Yep. As soon as if I was in a club or uh, anywhere and I started hearing that I'd be like it's no cigar melancholy you know what I mean Done. yeah definitely um, so I suppose that's a, an awesome part an iconic part I suppose but it's not there's no amazing parts yeah, there's, there's no, no breakdowns there's, there's, no... Yeah, there's no breakdowns there's no stops there's no pauses there's no where the vocals are just singing behind drums it's yeah, just yeah and there's, there's cool riffs like Fox has got a really cool riff to it um, I mean there's a reason why they're probably the singles as well and Penguins and uh, Polar Bears again the riff the intro riff is yeah, really good yeah. so um, so I guess in terms of overall opinion let me tell you mine if you agree so I think this has got some really good choruses in it mm. but I think it's one of them albums where I wouldn't necessarily go back and listen to I wouldn't be like oh you know what I'm going to listen to Pennybridge Pioneers today what a great album I don't think I would ever listen to it again in full if we weren't doing this episode like, uh, um, I know we mentioned last week about the bands we've been listening to, and I said I've got that one playlist where I'm, like, stopping listening to stuff. But I sacked that off, and I've changed it now. I'm just going to listen to albums. So I've listened to a lot of albums over this past two-week period, but I haven't really... I wouldn't ever have gone back and gone, oh, you know what I really want to listen to? Penny Bridge Pioneers. I think if songs came on, I'd really enjoy them. Mm. But it's not one of them where I'm like, ooh, uh, like from, from Here to Infirmary, for example, that is an album I've listened to. Um, Enemy of a State an album I've listened to um, you know there's plenty of albums I've like, listened to yeah. where I've gone I want to listen to this again but I don't think I would go I, I wouldn't see um, something about Mill and Colin say on like Metal Sucks or um, I don't know like Kerrang or whatever and then go oh yeah I should listen to that album I'd probably be like oh yeah they've got some cool songs yeah I think I agree with you um, there, I mean we'll move on to our sort of favourite song I mean I've got like favourite songs and things like that and there is a a few lyricy bits that I don't mind, but um, the the overall, I think I get what you're saying. I suppose it's like I've recently got a record player. I'm trying to do in, getting into the vinyl, um, buying vinyls. I know you're the sort of similar, yep, similar stuff to it. And I'm trying to look at sort of finding older ones as well from my youth, trying to find the ones I want. I wouldn't buy Pennybridge Pioneers, or if I did, it'd be very low on the list. Yeah, yeah. I'd be more inclined to get from here to Infirmary, Dig, uh, Dig, uh, LD50. I don't know, there's there's other bands in that list from ages ago, Crack Out, um, loads of other bands that I feel like if I had the choice between that one and this one, I wouldn't choose Pennybridge Pioneers, I'd choose another one. Oh, definitely. It'd be, um, on, it'd be, it'd be quite low on my list of uh, like vinyl I'd want to... I'd say to people, like, oh, buy me this, because that's the thing. When you're a dad and you want something, you generally just go and get it, don't you? This is it, yeah. Where For like Christmas, birthdays and Father's Day now, I thought... I'll ask for vinyl, and then I'll. My collection is going to be built up from basically my daughter buying me things. Mm. And I stole your idea. 
And then got too excited and started buying my own vinyls. So even then, I've ruined that by <laughs> buying my own fucking thing. So, um, yeah, there's two. I'm going to try and buy a vinyl a month. And uh, so I bought Amal and the Sniffers. You know, I mentioned yeah, them yeah. before. So I bought their new album, uh, Comfort to Me. It's like a, from Crash Records because it was um, record store day. Yeah, uh, Saturday. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, I tried to. Know. I went into town yes, uh, yesterday, went to Leeds, tried to go into Crash Records to get this record, uh, the album. Was there a queue? And there was a queue and yeah. it was like, oh, come, you know, there's a queue at the minute. So I was like, oh, bugger that. So I went to Jumbo Records. Um, I couldn't find it in there, and then I just ordered it online. But yeah, there was um, there was a special edition Offspring, um, you know the the greatest hits, the re-released oh, okay, it yeah, for yeah. Um, record shot star day. Yeah, record star day. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah um, and it was yesterday, so I was like, oh, completely by chance. But yeah, so I bought Alan the Sniffers, and it was like twenty. It was like 20, 23, 22 quid or something for That's the album. Bad, really. And then the special edition was twenty six ninety nine. So I was like, I'll go for the special. I've never bought a special edition anything CD wise. So no, same. Um, well, not on purpose anyway. Yeah. So I've got that. And so my thing is trying to buy a vinyl each month, depending on obviously money. Um, and also try and read a Terry Pratchett book once a month randomly. I don't know if you've ever bothered with the Discworld novels. Nah. But there's like a ton of them, like 40 odd. So I thought, Do you know what? I'll try and try and build up a collection. Maybe Good I've just got too much money. I don't know. I don't feel like I've got an excess cash. But uh, you, could, you could send some to me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're my two things that I'm trying to do. But yeah, I suppose going back to the Pennybridge Pioneers, yeah, it's a great album, but I, as I say, I wouldn't run to go buy it now. Yeah. So I do have some best parts. You want to hear That was them? one hell of a digre- uh, di- <laughs> digression in there as well, wasn't it? It was. Go on, yeah, your favourite. I'll repeat what I said. Okay. I've got some best parts. Do you want to hear them? I would love to hear them. Awesome. So my first one is from Hellman, and it is the pre-chorus leading into the chorus, because that's what a pre-chorus does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the way that pre-chorus lifts from the verse, like the verse is like quite, if I had to put it on like a graph, I'd say like the verse is at one and then the pre-chorus jumps up to like seven and then the chorus is at like 10. Mm. And I think that just, I think it, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, that stands out. Like, it's really cool. It brings you back to listening listening to the song. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and like you say, it's, they've got some good choruses, sing-along-y kind of choruses. So it kind of gets you revved up for it. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, my next one mm-hmm. is, you mentioned this one already, is the snare roll intro to No Cigar. Yeah, I'll play it now. So yeah, that intro to No Cigar, like you mentioned it earlier, if that came in, uh, came on, and I was in like a club, a club night or whatever. Or I was, went to go see. Make it sound like we were in a club all the time. I, I said if I was at a club night, not yeah. when. Uh, but yeah, I just I would just be like, yeah, I might even throw my pint and just go wild, <laughs> just fucking smash it, headbutt someone, just go mental. It'd just be fucking awesome, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, when you say club night, you mean if we were at each of us houses drinking, oh. <laughs> we'd be like, hey, no, if like because I know um, you got the slam dunk club night, that's good. Mm. Uh, is that still a key club? Because that used to be called Subculture when I used to go. Yes. Um, and then they used to do like hospital radio and things like that. I think if I lived in actual Leeds City, then I might go out every now and again. I can confirm I lived in Leeds City and didn't go out. So. All right. Well. You lived in pretty much Leeds City as well. I know. And I went and, out to hospital oh, radio every now and again. Okay. 
Um, and then the final one, uh, the chorus from Penguins and Polar Bears. Again, I'm going to play it now. Yeah, just really, really fun chorus to sing along to. No other words. I think, again, it lifts from being like that kind of verse where it's like chugging on guitars and then up to that really, um, I don't know, it's not like a soaring chorus, is it? It's just really, I guess it's just really catchy and really melodic. Well, just I think it's quite cool. Really cool. It's quite a catchy, upbeat chorus when the lyrics are actually quite sad because from what I can understand from it, it's like they're just, they don't get along, they're splitting up, they're growing apart. Um, yeah, well, the song's about opposites, isn't it? Which is why it's called Penguins and Polar Bears. Yeah. And I think it's, okay, yeah. it's about two, two people who just, they're the complete opposite, and when they're together, it's shit, and when they're away from each other, everything's much better. Mm. So, yeah. One thing I did notice when I was just playing that song to you, Martin, um, the plays for the album, that song has got 17 million plays on Spotify. Mm. No Cigar's got 60, uh, 65 million plays. Yeah. All the rest, they've got like one, two, three, four million. Apart from Fox, that's got nine million. But yeah, that's a, that's like double the amount of... It's all the DJs playing yeah. No Cigar on club nights. <laughs> yeah, the ones that we should be going to. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're my best parts. Um, my best song is Penguins and Polar Bears. Um, I think it's like, like you said, the intro's got a really cool riff. The... Um, the chorus as well is just really cool. And I think the um, the song overall, it's all really catchy. Like, you, you know each part um, from start to beginning. And one thing I really do like about the song is that the chorus, the first time you hear it, is like a, a half chorus. And then throughout the rest of the song, it doubles up. It's mm. like, um, it adds extra lines onto it, which is really cool. And I really like the ballad as well, the last song on the album. He plays, um, the singer plays acoustic guitar on that one. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. I think, uh, again, the chorus on that one is really good. Um, like the content and what it's about is really cool. And I think it's quite a strong song to end the album on. I was thinking there's a lot of albums back, um, well, from back 20 years ago, where the last song on the album is usually a pretty solid song. Mm. Um, and I remember in college, I had a friend, um, I was listening to an album, and I was like, oh, this band's really good. And he was like, what's the last, let me listen to the last song on the album. And I was like, why? He was like, because that should be the best song. And from there, I've been like, oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. The last song probably should, well, the, the first song on the album should probably be the best song. The last song, the second best song. But 
I thought there's actually a lot of albums that we listen to where the last songs on the album are really good recently, but I can't think of any new albums where I've gone, oh, the last songs are really good because everything seems to be more the first songs on the album and more memorable ones these days. And I guess that's just about how we digest music. That's interesting. I've never even thought of it like that. So mm. yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be sure to listen to the last song um, of albums and critique it. So I've just gone through all of my best parts <laughs> and my best just, song. Yeah, gone through. Uh, you tell me yours now. Um, so my... Favourite songs, uh, I've got a couple, well, kind of like, I like No Cigar because it's just easy to sing along with, everyone knows the lyrics to It's Tony Hawk's, it's the song that you think of Millie Collins. No, it's more than I accept, cause I don't care. Think, do you know what? I'm going to stream that 65 million times um, at the club night. So, um, and the other one is Devil Me, which I really like because um, the lyrics are quite cool. So it's like I think the opening bit is, uh, "Yes, I'm a Yugoslav, indeed a Swede," and I just think that's really funny. Yes, I'm a Yugoslav, indeed a Swede. Got from dad and mom. Um, and then it's like about, uh, and then I'm not an ace on bass. It's what I face, but yeah, I think it's king to sing. And I don't think it's particularly like you know lyrical genius, but I just think it it goes really well. It flows really well. Yeah, they're quite a funny band, then, really, aren't they? Well, this is it. And then, but then I just think it's it's such a good song because it's about I assume the singer. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's just and it, it goes through and it just pretty much goes through what he likes and what he don't like and his favorite sport, soccer, and <laughs> and it's just. I just think it's hilarious that it made it onto the album and it is a really good song. Um, and it's a single, like, it's a catchy tune and a catchy song. So, yeah, so we played a few bits from that as well. Um, and it's just kind of, to, just to reiterate, I think he says he has a car, a Fiat, um, where well, we call it a Fiat, but yeah, a Fiat. Um, I think he mentions he's got a cat. He, he needs good boxer shorts he needs. He reads maps. He eats veggie junk. His favourite sport is soccer. My main star is Fiat. We have a firm Fiat. Still my dearest sport is soccer. He's not an ace on base, although I confirm he's much better than me. Uh, <laughs> who isn't? Um, but he thinks it's king to sing, and I just think it's... It's just a really interesting song because I feel like I actually learnt loads from him. And did, just did, listen to it again, it was just funny. Did you read the lyrics? No. All oh, right, because I, when I listened to that song, I never really picked up on what he was saying in the verses. Oh, the okay. chorus is great. when I was young like definitely oh, yeah, like, yeah, I knew yeah. it was kind of them sort of lyrics so yeah but, but yeah when I was listening to, listening to it then there's a bit where he was talking about he'd love to run a farm and I thought that's just quite funny yeah and uh, I just I just think that's that's probably one of my favourite songs on the album just because I've never heard a song like it that's not a comedy song that's like I don't know like yeah it's not joke. like a, it's, it's not like a stupid joke comedy song is it it's like it, it's it got, sounds like an actual song and it's got a really great chorus yeah it's just that in the verses I guess it's like these are all the things that I like yeah it's a really cool song. I like it. Um, and that's, I think it. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a worse song. They're all really good. I think, in my opinion. Well, I say really good. I mean, they're all good. They all fit on the album. The work. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. 
Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one because uh, there aren't any bad songs, but it's not an album that I'd go back to, if you get what I mean. Like, if I listen to it, I'm like, oh, it's such a good album, but it never draws me back, which I think is a bit weird. So, slightly off topic, but I'm going to play you a song from that album, and you can tell, and I think it sounds, the riff sounds very similar um, to another song, a very popular song. Um, So, I'll play you it now and see what you think. So, what does it sound like? So, uh, there's a few things that I thought it sounded like. And at first, because we played it like, just so everyone knows, we played it to me like six times. And at first I heard, well, I didn't hear anything on first play. I thought, well, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to get out here, Martin. The second time I thought, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's got that punk bit, but there's a lot of punk songs that, you know, follow that same pattern. And I was like, ah, oh, twinge of like uh, Newfound Glory. Uh, but like the opposite, um, like pattern, and then I was like, "Oh no, this sounds like American Idiot" by Green Day. You're damn right it does. Yeah. So we'll play American Idiot now. So yeah, it is similar. Well, I think the fact that you actually got it, and I suppose you had kind of set it up to be like, "This does sound like something." So you're you're searching your memory banks of what does it sound like? But to actually get to American Idiot, it must mean it is yeah, there or thereabouts. Yeah, because I was like, oh, because when I was, I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like Newfound Glory, but like the opposite pattern. And then, as, you, as you said. As I said, yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, no, this actually is the same pattern as American Idiot. Mm. To be fair though, most pop punk songs follow that same standard pattern. I don't know what it is. It's... Um, but it's a certain chord, like it's it's like a T shape on a guitar. Um, so you play like the D, the A, the B, and then the G as like a a chorus or a verse or whatever. But yeah, that's um, quite interesting. Do you know what is interesting is that Mill and Colin haven't tried to sue. Yeah. Uh, whereas there's a lot of it might be an out of car settlement for all we know. But yeah. yeah well, no. Nah, I doubt it. We'd have heard about it. Yeah. But yeah, there's like a lot of artists out there who, who hear something and it sounds similar to something they've released in the past. Well, there was a newfound glory. Well, I don't know if it was a. Sorry to interrupt a little bit, but there was. Um, is it Be My Girl or something by the One Jets. Direction? Um, oh, a new, newfound Glory song. Sounded very, very similar. Oh, really? I, I don't think the sued or anything like yeah, that, yeah. but it was people making conversations about how it, how it matched. I'll, well, I I'll suppose that's it. the same with. Um, is it Olivia Rodrigo and the. Um, What's that bank? Paramore song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a big thing on TikTok where people were singing Olivia, Olivia Rodriguez or Rigo and then, like, you know, clipping it to, to turn into Paramore. Mm. Um, and then Paramore actually got a writing credit on her song. But right. then, what I was going to mention was the song about rape. What is it? Blurred Lines. Um, Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke and Pharrell. They got sued. And they lost because it had the same feel as Marvin Gaye's song, which I just think is fucking crazy. Like, so what? It has the same feel. They're not ripping but it off. It does feel like you're clutching at straws. Yeah. It has the same feel to it. Yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And then obviously Ed Sheeran and the other, whatever it was that. Um, I, didn't want, I just didn't want to mention him. I just didn't want to. Fuck now, you, Ed. Now, now you've done it. But yeah, <laughs> Fuck he, you, Ed. <laughs> he, he won. And I was quite happy that he won because he even said, like, there's only, like, what, 12 notes? Yeah. And there's only so much you can do. And I think part of the court case 
um, he said something like, oh, no, it's a bit close to bone, that. And I was like, what did you mean by that? And he was like, oh, well, the melody that we were singing is very close to No Diggity. And it's a very, it's like a trope throughout pop music. This is a melody that lots of people use, but I just felt it sounded too much like No Diggity. And he made a point of saying, well, we all use the standard, um, I guess, the standard pieces of the jigsaw to put it together but the pitch might look different in the end. I saw something as well saying about like a lot of the times we'll take them to court hoping that they have an out-of-court settlement, whereas yeah. Ed was like, no, nah, I'm taking you to court. He lost a lot of money for another song, didn't he? Who did? Ed Sheeran. Ed, oh, sorry. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah, he settled outside of court. Oh, right. For, another, for a different song. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so then, yeah, so then the, the, the yeah, that was it because then the person was like, oh, well, maybe the other person took him to court thinking that he'd settle and then he was like, no. Yeah. And I think that might have happened in that, that scenario. Anyway, yeah. so what we did say, going back to Mill and Colin, yeah. is there's no bad bad parts on this album. No. Nope. It's great. Just before we go back to it as well, do you know when American Idiot came out? 2004. Correct, well done. That was fucking ages ago, wasn't I it? Know. It feels like it was the last album that they released. to me, that's the, uh, the new Most Green recent. Day song. Yeah. 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 Sorry, go on. Millie Collin, no bad albums, but we don't like the album. Okay, yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no bad songs, but inexplicably, we just don't, we don't yeah, like the album. It's, it's a lot of great songs, no bad songs, but it's it just doesn't draw me back into it. And I think we've mentioned that a few times now, so maybe we should just uh, end mm. it there. I think that is probably best for everyone. And there's nothing to look up this week, Martin. Yeah, we've done really well. My research has paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to end this now. I think you just say goodbye. Okay, let's do that. Millen Colin, Pennybridge Pioneers. It was an obvious choice for our 12th episode, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, definitely. That's it for this week's episode. Next week's episode is going to be controversial. And as ever, if you would like to get in touch with us and tell us about your opinions, favourite songs, um, or memories, you can do so by... Tell them, Steve. So you can email us at isitdadrocket at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on Facebook and Instagram. All you need to do is search Is It Dad Rocket? As always, and I always hate this part, if you haven't already, we do love it if you give us a five-star rating. Um, I mean, we love it if you give us a rating at all, but a five-star is more than appreciated. Um, we don't like the one-stars, so if you could not, that'd be great. But if you want to, you know, you want to. And that is that. What we're really looking for, and Marty might agree with this, is we want to get as many listeners as we can so we can get a, um, a sponsor and get some sponsorship money that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah so if you want to sponsor us send us an email we might do it free for the first few times after that we like big books not books though <laughs> pounds we're English English ster- pounds sterling um, but yeah thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with our next episode <laughs>